DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away if you're going. Leave the sinking ship behind. Come on the ride. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old pin shack on the back of the range. But we call it home with you every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. live central or a live recorded podcast available on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can find out all that information. Find us on all those podcast platforms. And you can find out about us, the Bunkhouse Boys. At theoutdoorzone.com, theoutdoorzone.com. My name is TJ Graney, and the bunkhouse, of course, is Cody Ryan. Oh yeah, and beefsteak. Uh, I can't. What, what do I say now, Cody? But, so that's uh, beefsteak. Uh, what what do I on, say? It's the ranch hands. Get here early. Make sure the gate gets open. Uh, fix the old pot belly stove. Fired up. We're gonna need it for a little bit longer, but not much. And. Uh, Anyway, this segment of the show is brought to you by our friends at McBride's Guns. You can get in touch with my McBride's Guns from anywhere at McBride'sGuns.com, McBride'sGuns.com. But they're Austin family opener, owned and operated local full service, full service firearm dealership. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, personal carry, special order firearm, they can help you at McBride's Guns. Maybe you have a uh, an estate with a bunch of firearms that you need to take them over there, drop them off, let them go through them. Uh, however you need to deal with it, they can help you. That's what they do. You're looking for a personal carry? Everybody needs a personal carry. One place, McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years. Corner of 30th and Lamar in Austin, Texas. Or you can call them, 512-472-3532. Or just go again, again, go online at McBride'sGuns.com, McBride'sGuns.com, because McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop and sponsor of this segment of the show. So um, we've talked a little bit today about land and the government and how the government handles their land uh, structure. And I, uh, 
I was reading this article uh, again. Uh, Beefsteak is in charge. He's our executive producer, and he's in charge of also gathering a bunch of information during the week and sends it to us in our little uh, telegraph operation over here. Forest code and forest. And here's one that I really wanted to talk with you guys about because i've had thoughts about this before for service to shoot wild cattle in new mexico wilderness from hot helicopters the shooting is scheduled to begin next week in new mexico's gila wilderness so some ranchers say the plan is inhumane u.s forest service officials plan to shoot wild cattle in new mexico from helicopters beginning next week to address threats to the environment and visitors the operation is scheduled to begin between 150 and between 50 and 150 wild cattle are estimated to roam the lush feral lands of western New Mexico. Federal, federal, federal lands, not uh, feral. No, it, it's feral interesting. Cattle. Yeah, well, it's feral land. Uh, lush federal land of western New Mexico. Lush land in New Mexico. There um, we go interesting home to mountain peaks and deep canyons the carcasses will be allowed to decompose the official said forest officials have said predators on land wolves and from the sky some birds will pick the remains clean some ranchers in the area have criticized the plan as inhumane and wasteful forest service I officials think Forest Service I, officials have a long argued the cattle descended from ranch bovine abandoned by a bankrupt rancher in the area in the 1970s, trample environmentally sensitive grounds, aid erosion, foul waters and the, with their waste, and could carry with them disease and potential to attack park visitors. Why in the world are they not selling tags for this and that having is it exactly <laughs> my thought having hey. it done by us the outdoorsmen and women to harvest this cow these cows these wild feral cows why are we not filling our freezers full of beef baby and if they're close we've enough, done it if they are close enough to where they are a quote-unquote threat to visitors by golly, you get a hunt camp in there. Yeah. <laughs> if there's somebody there, you set are, up a hunt camp. So are y'all saying that instead of using helicopters and trying to do that, you're saying it should be on foot, drop them in, let them go. No. Well, you can use helicopters too, but why are, why are, why are they not, why are they just letting them lie? They're just killing them, letting them lie. Yeah, these cat, these cows. I, why look, are I, they? Why are we not going in there just as we would an elk in New Mexico? Absolutely, climbing? it's you no just, different. Than you take elk. your pack horses or your mules or whatever it is. You pack down there, set up a camp. There's they said it. They're afraid of them attacking visitors. So if a visitor can hike there, or maybe it's attack them at inside their pop up camper that they rolled over there into that camp spot. Yeah, they're you plenty there, close enough to pack dude, them out give, and throw them in the freezer. You put that out there <laughs> that for one week, you know, there's there's 30 segments and you, you guys get 500 bucks. 
and you got one week to go in there and kill as many as you can and drag them out. Yeah, I don't yeah, think your wild feral cows are going to be running four mountains over when they're shot at like a like a wild cow. I mean, a no, wild they're elk. just going to be they're They're going to one guy's going to drop and the other one's going to walk over there and say, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, get up. Let's, let's go over here. I think I think uh, Mirth is over there. Let's go see what's Mer what Mirth and, and Bob are doing over there. Where I just think it's. Down? An yeah. absolute disgusting idea that they would just, I mean, look, I understand, I understand that, you know, like hog situations and things that are radically out of control, but you're talking about 50 to 150 cows. You're not talking about something that's 150,000, 200 million, you know, whatever it's, and there, th there's like 50. Or 150. And and they don't even and know. They're, and they're they're probably healthy because they're eating lush, you know. Yeah, they're just grass fed beef, but we yeah. can take care of it. You Why don't us three get together? I guarantee you, this is more you free ranging those, than any other cow you've ever eaten. You kill those 50 cow and put that meat on for sale, and you get some California people paying good money to buy that meat right there. I think it'd be a good gala idea. We ought to, to figure out how to get it into the koz uh giveaway you know I just, i'm just saying I, I know enough guys and i'm getting text already from guys that would would go down there and do that it's it's i guarantee stupid. you it's you stupid the way they're there. going about it so i was talking to a, a koz leader from oklahoma uh this weekend and he told me that he's got a friend who uh used to do spraying with helicopters that spray crops, you know, one of those little bubble helicopters that's got yeah. the spray arms yeah. on them. And so he's retired, but now what he does is he takes this guy out and other people and, uh, he gets close enough to these wild hogs that are running that they shoot it with a, like a 12 gauge shotgun with double O double ot buckshot. That's how close he zooms in, like right on top of. Ah, them. they've been doing bam, that for bam, years, man. Bam, yeah, bam. that whole shotgun killing hogs thing. It, yeah, it's but, cool. But they said that they racked up over six hundred in a day. Yeah, that's that's like twenty-seven times more than these cows problem they have over there that we could rack up with a uh a weekend with a couple guys and some flatbed trailers <laughs> yeah no, all you need is a couple deep freezers and you know they're not so big that you i mean guys kill moose and they get them out of there they get them out of some really tough places oh and i bet if these are true feral feral cows i mean you, you we've seen feral cows you know they're Mexico not more than 1200 pounds or something no yeah. they're not i mean they're they're lean they're actually probably pretty lean, if, especially if they've been climbing the mountains, you know, and they, up and they've the got them. They've got, and what, one of my thoughts was, cause years ago we reported on some feral longhorns that they were going to kill on the Texas Mexico border. Right. And you know, they were just, I go got two there. of them here at my place. You, I'll sell Set those hunts <laughs> <laughs> from your feral, front porch from maybe, longhorn, feral longhorn bow hunting. Uh, oh my so, God. But, and I always thought, man, I'd go down there and kill those things. That'd be, that'd be a cool hunting a feral longhorn. Um, 
you know, and, and just the meat that you'd get from something like that. Holy cow. Get it? Yeah, I got it. Uh, so, yeah, that's funny. So the whole idea of me telling you about the shotgun thing was that um, the, the they were saying that with the two two three, you've got to use so much ammo to put them down that um, it'd be it just works out better with a double buckshot. Well, they tried. So now they tried rounding up these cattle, these bovine cows, and they said it was too hard to round them up. And they, and, and I don't know if that's a local rancher they hired to try and do it, or if that was just some park service people, which I'm not digging on the park service people, but I mean, a rancher, a, a rancher in that area is going to know how to work those cows where a forest service person may, you know, not be an expert on some things, but probably not an expert on rounding up cattle in a, in a harsh area. Right. So. Yeah. Just I just think it's, me, I think it's a, a lame, a missed opportunity to actually make money instead. Obviously, like we see so many times they're going to spend a boatload of money and then just the, just the fact of leaving it behind. I mean, I just don't ranchers, like that. Ranchers have expressed like concerns that shooting is inhumane and that some branded ranch raised cattle may be in the mix. Our society should be better than this. Tom Patterson of the New Mexico Cattle Growers Association told NBC, we can be more creative and do a better, do it a better way where you're not wasting an economic resource. Exactly. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. Hey. Tell me about Sun Auto beef steak. Oh, man. Well, before we go and uh, head out to New Mexico, I'd take your uh, truck or your auto over to Sun Automotive Service. You know, everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired, and it can be hard to find a mechanic you trust. We use our friends over at Sun Auto Service. It's a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission services, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service Repair Shop nearest you. Mine is at 405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park or 1403 River Boulevard in Georgetown or maybe Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620 north follow them on facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week just go to sunautoservice.com peter report up next it's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse 24 7 365 catch us at theoutdoorzone.com American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back, Regulators. This is the Outdoor Zone, your deer shooting, flander gigging, dove blasting, hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, adrenaline junkie, Outdoor Zone radio show, broadcast live from the bunkhouse every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Central or 24-7, 365 at your favorite podcast platform. Hey, want to tell you about Niall Maxwell. This news, this 
news is big. Zero percent financing for 72 months is back right now during our President's Day sales event at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. That's a lot of Benjamins, you'll save at the Nile Maxwell in Austin for President's Day. 2022 crew cabs qualify for 1.9 for 72. 23 Jeep Cherokees Laredo second and third row get 1.9% financing for 72 months. Been thinking about electric on Jeep Wrangler 4xEs? This is your last call for the $7,500 tax credit. Um, President's Day sales event savings have already started from your Ram Jeep experts in Austin for the best selection and Niles promise to beat any competitor's price. Go see the experts in Central Texas at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin or online anytime at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. Now it's time for our PETA report. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. So, I'm, I, you know, we report on the uh, things that animal rights organizations do animal liberation front humane society just the false fronts they put out there for these organizations that are just uh just a scam all the way around and um but i also like to talk about things that uh i i, I was wondering how do they how do they justify any kind of scientific monitoring or i mean they, they they don't want any animals used in any kind of science or and as in anything i mean they they believe an animal is a boy is a, a dog is a boy is a human is a you and, have to understand you have to understand about the anti-crowd i was trying to figure out how you were going to rope this story into a Peter report, but what you don't, what you got to understand is the anti crowd, the anti hunting, anti outdoorsman, anti, it's just an anti group. Their basis for reality and anything that makes sense doesn't, doesn't matter. If there's a, if there's something to be against and it has to deal with any type of creature animal, They'll be against it when it fits, when it plays into their hand. I mean, it's yeah, not like they have a set, a set agenda of, well, this is what we're against and this is what we're for. It's, oh, I think we can turn that into something that'll get people fired up. Let's I, go with that. I used Let's to go chase out, that rabbit. Way back in the day, I went out with a girl that was like this. If there wasn't something to be mad about, they would make something to go and rage against. Yeah. If you took away everything, they would still go and rage. Right. Not my uh, wife. I, you know. I was going to say that's a wife, right? I mean, no, are... no, 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 no. Oh, I thought those were all women. Florida women. research. I'm going to say both of you guys right now. <laughs> all women. Florida researchers tracked down and killed a giant Burmese Python after it ate 
a collared uh, collared possum. Scientists hunted the twelve foot scientist scientist hunted the twelve foot invasive snake for a month before euthanizing it and retrieving the GPS collar in its stomach. Maybe which they uh, planned to put the on scientists should have left that suit. to their professionals. Mm-hmm. Took them a During, month to kill one snake. During a that recent, they had a that they had a GPS locator collar too. Yeah. <laughs> During a recent study on a wildlife refuge near Miami, Florida, researchers were monitoring the movements of possum and raccoon along the urban interface when one of the GPS collared critters went radio silent. The possum's mortality signal was perfectly still, which is what you'd expect from a dead animal. But when the collar started moving again after hours of inactivity, the research team had a hunch that it was giving off signals from inside the belly of an invasive Burmese python. If they wouldn't have the collar on it to slow it down, it probably would have made it away from the python. That's the signal that they've gotten eaten by a snake, one of the partners of the study told Tampa Bay Times. Anyway, I was thinking that, so they're, they're, and of course it goes into the uh, tracking it to where it went and it's underground play, cave and uh, see, they it euthanized it. Well, anyway, it to, was. Yeah, they had to go find it, right? I mean, it was in like a cavern way down in the snake pit. And uh, they had to go get it. And I think they said it was like 66 pounds and 12 yeah, feet it was long. Hu- it was huge. They, But my, my thought was, so, you know, we, we have to, you know, I don't know why they spend so much money trying to follow uh, adults awesome and awesome. raccoons and stuff like that. But so they're, so, okay, they're doing it's a that. Good job. If you can get it, baby. You yeah, know? No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. On a state payroll. Come on, son. Yeah, um, I'll track some raccoons. Yeah, baby. Giving them benefits. <laughs> Give me them bennies, baby. <laughs> Benjis and bennies. But, but I'm thinking that uh I'm thinking that there's gotta be some some tie-in where these animal rights organizations want to participate in in healthy ma- management and understanding of animals. And it is so not true. Uh, there was a bunch of pets and stuff getting sick right from that train derailment Mm -hmm. that our government just mishandled so inappropriately and and miserably um not the locals but the you know nationals and um but you'd think those animal organizations would be down there all over that trying to help people with their sick pets or anything anything they could do and that doesn't it's like like you said, Cody, there's, it doesn't fit the narrative. It does. It's, it's, it's work. They'd have to go down. What there does it do for work. them? Well, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything yeah, for them just for the pets it, and the people. Yeah. It doesn't do anything for them and their organization and their fundraising. It like, they're not going to make any more money on a crisis situation because the folks that they're helping are going to be strained for cash anyway, trying to get their lives back on track. No pun intended. And, and it's so it doesn't do any benefit for them to, uh, you know, go down there and help those folks. I mean, outside resources aren't going to send in millions of dollars now for you, them to rescue some get, of those. Animals. And I'm sure I'm sure you have some small local uh, animal shelters and people like that that are. I guarantee it's the people. 
doing yeah, it. Yeah, and the vet. Well, those smaller shelters, you know, humane society does not run shelters. They they make you think they do. They do not. They're just scamming you. But uh, you get those. There's there's locals down there that are helping each other. But man, you you're not going to find anybody from any of these organizations doing anything of of value. You know, if they're not painting themselves green and putting lettuce leaves around their you know bodies they don't see value in yeah they're not going to get a news story it's out of too that bad. Yeah. it's too bad because they they could really do some powerful stuff if they understood what animals really need i'll tell you some folks that are doing some really powerful stuff and uh, that's altura health share finding affordable top quality health care options can be tricky for the sportsmen entrepreneurs and those who are self-employed, Altrua HealthShare, it's a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. They're not insurance. However, they offer a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing cost. I have my family covered with Altrua HealthShare, and uh, we absolutely love it. It's the absolute way that uh, I believe the uh, medical world should be acting in members contribute each month to a membership escrow eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account that's literally how easy it is and how it operates and it actually works that way you can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org altrua health share where we care for one another all right coming up uh We've got, I don't know what we have. Uh, oh, we're going to wrap this whole thing up? No, we got a no, whole other citizen. Armed citizen. citizen. Okay, okay. Jeez, stick around. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the bunkhouse 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. Here in the bunkhouse, this is your notice to the antis and terrorists, us bunkhouse boys and our regulators. We don't give in to you anti-gun crowd, PETA terrorist, or the Taliban. It's how we roll in the bunkhouse. Keep informed by riding the trail with us all week online at theoutdoorzone.com, theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, Keystone Bank, experience the value of community banking where local matters come join the bank of choice for austin community members families and entrepreneurs we're keystone bank founded by our buddy jeff wilkinson and his team operated right here in austin texas by locals just like you that's why we're so invested in our community and its success when you bank with keystone you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart that means you can pick up the phone and call over to the bank and you know who you're talking to banking at your fingertips anywhere anytime i travel a lot and i can just pick up my phone and do my banking to learn more get started with the keystone account visit one of our locations in person 11,500 b caves road in west austin uh 500 Prestle street in downtown austin or 900 hutchins avenue in beautiful ballinger texas go visit the website keystone bank for all their information keystone bank dot keystone dot bank 
for all the information. Keystone.bank for all the information. Now it's time for our Armed Citizen Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. A good guy with a gun stops a knife-wielding Applebee's attacker. A good guy with a gun stopped an alleged knife-wielding Applebee's attacker just before 7 p.m. Saturday in upstate New York. The alleged attacker, a 28-year Esteban F. Padron, had been asked to leave the restaurant on an earlier visit for allegedly disorderly behavior when he, and was asked to leave again Saturday. Newsweek reported as he was being escorted out, the man allegedly attacked Applebee's staff and ran towards the bar where he armed himself with a knife. New Hartford Police Department noted while staff was attempting to gain control of the situation, one staff member suffered a laceration to his face from Padron swinging the knife at him. A second Applebee staff member involved also sustained a non-life-threatening injury. An armed restaurant patron who had a license for his gun drew his firearm and ordered Patron to get down on the floor. Padron then then dropped the knife and remained on the floor until police arrived. Padron was charged with one count of attempted assault, second degree, which is a felony, two counts of assault, third degree, one count of criminal possession of a weapon, and uh, Fox News pointed out that Padrone was then transported to a mental health facility for an evaluation. Hmm. So a so, good guy with a gun. So that takes a little bit of uh, thoughtfulness to go through and go, okay, there's someone going crazy in the restaurant that I'm at. He's wielding a knife. All right. So they got him under control. No, nope, wait, slash in the face. Now you decide to get involved. And he didn't shoot, right? He just showed him the the weapon. No, and that's likely why you didn't hear the a whole lot of story about it. You know, nobody was. I mean, the bad guy was taken by the good guy and arrested, and then probably released later that afternoon or evening or whatever. Yeah, on personal yeah, recognizance. Yeah, I'm just not going to do this again. You come Promise? back. You come back here and pay your fine, sir. You owe us $80. I'm just saying that was pretty thoughtful. I mean, the guy not to make a shot. I mean, he he was, uh, you know, had to think about it for a while. I would imagine for a split second. What do I do? Do I feel threatened? By do this I guy? pop a cap in his dome? Yeah. Nah. Or nah, not in that situation. Not nah. in Applebee's. If anything, he you're going to. If anything, you're going to. You're going to thump him with the butt end of that sucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's in the Clint Eastwood movie, man. It you could know, be. Son, Look, he you had, know what I have left? He had a Caribbean salad with grilled chicken sitting on his table. The last thing he wanted to do was have to deal with anything that was going to yeah. get in the way of him finishing his dinner. Right, he'd say, his I'll be right back. Don't move there. this. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, he had his two for 20 dessert coming out still. Uh, come on, man. What else? 
He's they still like, got two for 20 at Applebee's? If so, that is the deal of the century with the way prices are these days, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's two for 40. Oh, yeah, that's more like it, I guess. They even have an all-you-can-eat day. So last night, what? We're, they are struggling. Night, we were in an event last night. And, all three uh, of us in one room. Yeah, yeah it was together. And None it was funny how many of other. our, how many of you, you bunkhouse listeners uh, were there. It was pretty cool. Uh, it was fun, but they all came point, up to me. They all came up to me and said, like, I don't know how you put up with those guys. <laughs> Every single one of them. You know, that oh, they happened were playing to me the room because they said the same thing to me. Yeah, no. they said Cody Ryan, not TJ. No. I don't know. They said, Hey, watch this. I'm going to go tell those other guys this, but I really mean it for you. <laughs> Man, that they played so, us because that's exactly what they were saying to me. Were you gonna? Were you gonna? Uh, so tell I was about the bat that came in. I was gonna say. So we're we're in this event. We're all three inside this uh, kind of a small restaurant kind of thing, and uh, and I'm standing over on one side, and I see this big thing, and everybody goes, "Hey, there's a bird in here!" And it starts flying around, flying around. It just, I mean, it was like dark for it was probably an hour into dark uh night 30 and uh and this thing starts flying around and then everybody realized that's a giant bat and it flies <laughs> over it flies around and it flies right at cody and it lands on ricky mcgee right like right next to you wasn't he standing right next to you or something because you guys were yeah he was right next to me it landed on the ground and then he kind of swatted at it with his leg and it just jumped up and latched onto Rick's leg. <laughs> and I think once he realized like it wasn't just going to fly right off, he kind of had a, like a moment of like a split. It looked like a split second of like freak out where he kind of like twitched and then it went flying again. So, and then you got I, I could see kinda... cuz I thought he was going to be like cool about it, like it's latched onto his leg like he's just going to slide outside and then, you know, <laughs> Shoot, brush it off and... his leg and go. go. Go, he go. was just like, he kind of froze with it on his leg and was like, uh, and I was so like, oh, and then he, and then he was like, con- <laughs> why didn't you pull out your concealed carry and go, I'll take care of it. Well, and I thought it off his leg. I thought it was, uh, Good I thought it was so dang funny when you said a little while ago, you said, you got to keep an eye on him. If he starts telling you that he's going to start working nights instead of the, during the day yeah. you, be, you better yeah, be he, watching him and i don't playing. know if he got bit by that bat or what but you just need to keep an eye if he like if you see him today if you go you know if you see him today and he's like he's like oh man i cannot be out i can't be out here the sun's it's so, so bright. bright. It's so bright <laughs> well, out here. He's supposed to, we're all supposed to go to church together, so I'll, I'm going to take my silver cross and kind of rub it up against him and see what happens. That burns. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> if we see him shoveling dirt into a big Yeti cooler, he's like, I'm just going to take a nap. Uh, uh, just, just leave me alone for a little bit. And he Got sits to in keep that. An eye Does he always slept with a comforter over his head? In the middle of the day, it's weird. Laying on his back with his arms crossed. Yeah. So it was uh, interesting, you know. In Austin, if you were if you saw a bat, you would have to go get a tetanus shot or something. It's it, the bat. Saw a bat. Yeah, I mean, it's 
they now, don't want dude, you touching them. They, they, you know, it's a rabies and all that. Yeah, but they got stuff. over fifty thousand of those free tail bats come out and feed. Millions. And if yeah, you've never seen it, it is pretty cool. I mean, they yeah, come I've out seen and it. But I mean, and, every once in a while, there'll be one down on the hike and bike trail, and you know, somebody they'll say, "Don't touch the bats. Don't play." Which, yeah, they probably got all kinds of. Who knows where they fly out to and what they're eating, but. Anyway, they live this under is our a local bat. In downtown Austin, Texas. It's they're pretty nasty to be. I live. With. Look, I live in a small town. There's not a lot of clean, clean and having, bridges under bridges in Austin, Texas. Yeah, not no, a lot of right. environments plenty, that I want to be plenty, at. There's plenty of uh, there's plenty of stuff for the bats to feed on down there. Next yeah. to feed on under those bridges. <laughs> yeah. But this is probably where, you know, if you got a bat that really transforms into a night stalker, it's it's here in our little town and we just figured out where he lives. So I don't have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> if, turn, if the bat turns into a vampire or something, it's gonna be the one that lives here in my little town. It's not oh. gonna be one of your millions of brown bats that flying out from underneath the bridge. I don't think bats turn into vampires i think it's the other way around right yeah the humans that get bit by them uh hey let me tell you about my friends at partsview.com they're an online one-stop shop for all your boating needs you know i went there earlier this uh i guess the end of last week and earlier this week received a package from partsview.com for some little washers that i needed they had them on there they sent them they it was quick fast easy had exactly what i needed p-a-r-t-s vu.com all of your boating needs right there in one place 200,000 products from the marine industry's leading brands they've got oem yamaha mercury suzuki maracruiser parts they've got brands like afco turning point propellers teenage marine 303 all of the big name brands for boating just go to one place they got handy maintenance kits that put it all in one package and send it to you in one easy fast shipping great priced kit it's super cool check out our friends at partsview.com that's p-a-r-t-s-v-u.com all right we'll wrap this whole thing up on the flip side it's the outdoor zone we are live in the bunkhouse you can find us 24 7 365 the outdoor zone.com I'm Everstar Pro Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun, fixed me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in my pickup, gave her the gas. I'm going out to catch a five-pound bag. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor show in Texas, right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, available live here on Sundays. It's from 7 to 9 a.m. Central, or 24-7-365 is a live recorded podcast on your favorite podcast platforms, and we are so grateful for you to be listening, and uh, shout out to all of you who've been texting and sending in your messages, and and uh, who get on our Facebook page, and like, comment, and share the podcast as well. Yep. I think you're supposed to say that, right? <laughs> yeah, and we works. have here like uh, come and share. It says here we got a text that says uh 
Hardly any animal rights people are on the same page. The PETA rep we talk with, this is a ag teacher, uh, was okay with zoos as long as they followed rules, but she, she thought service animals were bad and that the animals were forced to do a job they didn't ask to do. Uh, well that person was forced to live with whatever they need a service animal for so uh utah bans shed antler hunting oh yeah due to extreme weather did you see this one oh yeah you know they are they are in an extreme winter cycle i get it but Extreme weather in Utah prompts the state's wildlife agency to put an emergency ban on shed antler hunting or the practice of searching for antlers that deer shed every year. Cold weather and increased snowpack is affecting the survival rates of mule deer, fawns, and may even impede adult survival through the winter, according to monitoring efforts of the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources. The unnecessary expenditure of energy and stress associated with disturbance like being repeatedly followed by someone gathering shed antlers may significantly decrease the survival rate of big game animals particularly deer this winter i the uh, emergency ban stretches from february 7th through april 30th on both public and private lands wow private both public and private lands this is an over here we go again the conversation <laughs> about private this land. is an overreach i mean uh, particularly on private lands right well, you, but you're not talk- going to tell me what to do on my property i'll tell you that well right but uh but these <laughs> if animals, i can these are it, it you wouldn't overshoot what your state license says on deer on your property yeah so explain that so there's a difference though this is trying to limit traffic basically this is trying to limit people in the woods think about it that's the only reason they don't want to push deer around and make them feel like they need to run unnecessarily that's the only reason and do we think that there are enough shed hunters that are pushing enough herds of deer that deer are dying fawns are dying because they're being run too hard from these hordes of people mass tromping through the woods looking for deer antlers is it that big of a deal i would give the state the benefit of the doubt like okay maybe biologically there's something to be said for this and um they're going to put it on hold for 90 days and this, it's not going to hurt the sheds to lay for 90 days. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Uh, They'll get eaten eh. up and chewed on and rotted. And, no, it, I don't think but, so. But, not but, if the weather's really, if the weather's janky, I think it's just, you're just dealing with janky weather. I don't know what that means. But, it, uh, but, but I know. I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, what doesn't work though. You tell me on my land that I can't walk around. I know. I walk know. around me my too. property. You're basically saying you can't utilize, you can't walk around your property. That's all it is. Is shed hunting is walking around looking for shed antlers. But so now they're saying you like, can't pick it up. So if you walk past an antler, I guess you can't pick it up. I think the per you know the purpose of it, right? I'm sure it's just not to push animals around, right? And you're going to be out 
in with sheds where animals are. I don't think they mean, you know, like walking on your main road. It's not where you find sheds, is it? I don't know. Fence lines. Could be. Yeah, fence you lines. Check your fence lines. Yeah, you can't check your fence lines. So looking for sheds, can you do it just running on an ATV or a sure. UTV? There's do you agree with tires. that? You got a good, if you got a good eye, you can do it. You can you can move a little bit quicker. I've I've gone to drive disturb. around property. I was on a I was deer hunting this year on a property that had a, a an abundance of deer, and man, we'd just be cruising along and we found drop tines. I mean, we found drops, uh, antler drops all over the place. Just some were new, some were old, some were you know. We found a ton of them, and it, just because nobody had been around through there and look for them and but as you were driving you spotted them yeah i mean we weren't like i wasn't going 55 right i was on a little (laughs) mule or whatever kawasaki mule but anyway you just i think people who do this they really can get an eye for under for seeing them you know the you know how it is it's like anything you walk on the beach and you learn how to find shark tooth, but it's because you just get an eye for it or you subconscious go looking for it. arrowheads and, you know, you eventually can get an eye for it and you see them in, in rock piles. I just think it's absolutely ridiculous that you're going to tell me on my ranch that I can't go find a shed antlers from a deer that I've been watching for the last five years. I can't I think, find, I can't go look for that antler. Set. I think that the, the storms, I was thinking they were going to say that they didn't want it to happen because they didn't want people getting stuck out in the storms. Trucks yeah. Well, that, that would make park. more sense. That would make more sense to me than the you idea know, of pushing that, animals. Yeah. If they use that criteria. What about a coyote? You going to not allow coyotes to walk through that area too? So that this, they don't have, they don't push fawns to run, you know, not allow eagles to fly through that area, so they don't affect <laughs> fawn movement. You're just going to stop all all animal activity through that area, so that fawn can lay there in peace. Come on, dude. Shed hunting is. On, I man. mean, Pony maybe soldier. maybe it's a maybe it's a maybe it's a huge horde of people. Maybe there are tens of it thousands of people there, that tromp through the woods it of could Utah. Be that happens. I that don't happens. know. I mean, there are groups. I bet if we looked into this, there probably are some areas where they just get pounded by a bunch of people. Because those those drops. So close a handful of those areas. Don't include private lands. And I just think it's. I just think it's stupid. This is there is a meeting today. There was a Cody. meeting about a meeting about a meeting about a meeting that went on about this. If this topic before they voted on this and then re-voted on this and then and then push forward the you know the the plan so you, to you think stop the wrong hunting. people are in the room making the decision no i think it's the wrong decision i know but, but it's th- come by because the wrong people are in the room nah, making that decision it. i don't know who made it well i can hate- tell you Let's it's, close this uh, thing out. I just think are, it's stupid. We are and I'm private, tired. We are private <laughs> landowners and we 
covet the privacy of our land. And so careful. Careful where you tread government. Yeah, stay off my land. Beefsteak, what you got for us? (laughs) Hey, ideas are like fish. If you want to catch the big fish, you got to go deeper. Yeah, that's not true. It's springtime, and the fish are moving up into the shallow waters. Oh, my God. So I I would suggest you fish shallow waters this time of year. Hey, (laughs) this week's Bible verse comes from Philippians 4.13. I can endure all things through the power of the one who gives me strength. I'm Cody Ryan. Uh, This time next week, I'll be in South Carolina or Georgia for the next Major League Fishing Invitational, and uh, I'll try and catch up with you fellers from there. Aldo Leopold said, I'm glad I will not be young in a future without wilderness. It's up to us to train up the next generation of outdoors men and women. Don't sit back and on the back row, stand and fight. Give to the kids outdoor zone, land, cash vehicles, boats, or start a group in your church. Go to kidsoutdoorzone.com to donate. KOZ, no kid left inside. Want to encourage you to start a KOZ group in your church. If you're interested, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. Hey, we uh, want to thank you for being a listener. We're all headed to church. want to encourage you to find a good Bible-based church in your community. After all, it all belongs to him anyway. From myself, from Cody Ryan, Beefsteak, our ranch hands, and myself, TJ Granny. want to thank you for listening to the show. God bless. And regulators, let's mount up. Cause a country boy can survive Country folks can survive